We're outside the travel agency, a cannabis store that's got everyone buzzing. I've been to dispensaries all over the United States, but I've never seen one this unique. So nice. Amazing vibe. Some of the best customer service I've had in a store. Blows my expectations out of the water. Come down to the travel agency and see for yourself. For use only by adults age 21 and older. Keep out of reach of children and pets. In case of accidental ingestion or overconsumption, contact the National Poison Control Center. Consume responsibly. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today, we're going to be taking a look back at one of the most emotional moments in WWE history. And keeping with a WrestleMania theme, we're going back to WrestleMania 24. That is 13 years ago. We're going back to Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels in Ric Flair's final match in WWE. We're going to get it all started right now. It's time for your weekly fix of wrestling nostalgia when we look at wrestling's past eras from the Attitude Era to the Reality Era. I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, but the fact is it's it's going to get taken over by his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family. To today. Alright, well, it is time. It's time to talk about WrestleMania 24. And given that it is WrestleMania season, my god, we've only got two and a half weeks left of WrestleMania season. I wanted to have a WrestleMania theme for the next few weeks as we close in on WrestleMania 37 crazy to think that WrestleMania 37 when you really think about the fact that Daniel Bryan winning was seven years ago and Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker was seven years ago it just it, it makes you just realize like, where the hell's time going you know it, I don't know it's true the older you get it feels like time is moving faster uh, but we're here to talk about WrestleMania 24 Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels in uh, in in Orlando Florida as they had, Ric Flair had his retirement match that night, of course, as we all know. And that infamous moment of Shawn Michaels saying to Ric Flair, I'm sorry, I love you. 
and uh, then proceeding to <clears throat> give him some sweet chin music and get the one, two, three, and both men end up in tears. Certainly one of the most emotional moments in wrestling. And if again, I always encourage you, if you haven't experienced this moment, now that I've ruined it for you, and <laughs> you know what's going to happen, um, but I, I still encourage you to go back and watch and to, to just watch the match from start to finish because it really is worth it. And is this going to be today's definition of what a five-star match looks like? The answer is no. The answer is no. It's not going to be your prototypical 2021 version of what most fans feel the five-star match is. But in its own right, it is, to me, one of the most memorable moments in wrestling history. And it's one that I think will live with fans forever, given the two men in the ring, the ending of one man's career that many believe is the best of all time. Stone Cold, who is my favorite of all time, as you all know, has put Ric Flair at the top of his best of all time. So it's the best of the bests of all time in Ric Flair and deservedly so. Again, I think that since Ric Flair was a generation removed from the wrestling I watched, I didn't get to see it firsthand in real time, which always skews how you view things in the moment. And uh, so do I, if I was alive during that time, would I think Ric Flair is the best of all time? Probably. But many of you that listen, I know we do have some older folks out there, and I don't mean older as in old, right? I, I don't believe I have any 80, 90-year-old listeners. Well, maybe I do, and if you're that old, then cool. But I think the majority of fans that are listening are probably middle-aged, and uh, perhaps you do remember this, and you remember Ric Flair in his prime. Uh, I was, again, a generation removed from that, but it's one of the most impactful moments, one of the most real moments in wrestling, those ones you don't have happen very often. One that just happens organically. Um, you know that's the end of this man's career. Obviously, the outcome is predetermined. We know this. But even so, I think that Shawn Michaels felt the moment and just did whatever he felt was appropriate at that time, which was the way he reacted, what he said to Rick before he delivered the Sweet Chin music. Again, one of the most infamous lines he's ever delivered. One that was off mic. You couldn't even hear him. You could just read his lips. That's how impactful it was. Again, you didn't even hear him. You just read his lips. And it was very apparent of what he said. And then uh, we'll get to some audio, of course, with this match and the build to this match. But first, I want to welcome you to the WWE podcast. We do this wrestling nostalgia once a week, as well as the mailbag that will be dropping with this uh, with this show. And that happens every Wednesday night. But you don't probably listen until Thursday or later into the week. So I'd encourage you, if you're new here, to stick with us through WrestleMania season. We're going to be doing wall-to-wall coverage of WrestleMania, getting on co-hosts, doing just a crazy amount of coverage. Every show that WWE does will be covered. AEW is also covered. Uh, We have a great team here with uh, Michael Ritter covering SmackDown, Mimi Burris doing highs and lows of the week, and AEW Dynamite Review. We have Zach Smith covering NXT. We have myself doing uh, four shows a week covering the week in review with usually a co-host. And then on Tuesday, we do a Raw review. And then Wednesday, 
we have our two shows here. Uh, and so it is certainly, oh, and Anthony DeMarco, who does the WWE rivalries and does an amazing job on that front. So we have everything you, I would think that you could want as a wrestling fan here. And we will continue to just deliver every single day for you to, uh, to enjoy wrestling audio. If you're a wrestling fan, I would say you're, you're more than the average wrestling fan. I would say you're, I hate to say hardcore. I would just say you're the wrestling fan plus, uh, because I don't think most wrestling fans listen to podcasts. So I'd appreciate taking your time to listen to us. And by the way, if you want an ad-free version of this show, you can head on over to Patreon. And at Patreon, you can get yourself an ad-free experience with no ads at all. Head on over to Patreon, search for the WWE Podcast, and you will get this show completely ad-free. And speaking of patrons, I'd like to welcome the latest patron to the show, Jeremy Schrader, who has joined us here and will be enjoying our entire library ad-free for a dollar a month. It's a pretty good deal, guys. So that's one way to support the show. You can also head out to our website and click on our banner for Amazon and then go through our link and you do your Amazon shopping and give us a little bit back to the show or just give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's also a great way. Okay, enough of the selfless the, the shameless self-promotion. Let's talk about what you're here to listen to. And that is WrestleMania 24, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. Now, I have covered this pay-per-view before, not in its entirety, but I have picked out another match that's on this show. And that is the Floyd Money Mayweather versus Big Show in an, in an ODQ match. I did cover that. And I think that did over-deliver in my estimation. But I want to give you guys a rundown of the card again to give you a lay of the land. So, number one, Kane was the last man standing in a 24-man battle royal to determine the number one contender for the ECW championship. He eliminated Mark Henry in 6 minutes and 22 seconds. Let me just say something. A 24-man battle royal ends in 6 minutes. Now, you can make the comparison to the Royal Rumble, but there's the gap between entry of participants this 24 man battle royal every man's in there to start and then they just start randomly brawling like i mean so everyone's already there but for every man to be eliminated in six minutes and it's only for the number one contendership for the ecw championship man that mm, that kind of shows you where that championship stood at that time uh, jbl defeated finley with hornswoggle in a belfast brawl in eight minutes cm punk Defeats Carlito, Chris Jericho, John Morrison, Mr. Kennedy, Montel Vontavious Porter, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin in a Money in the Bank ladder match in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's when Money in the Bank took place at WrestleMania. Batista defeats Umaga in a SmackDown versus Raw interpromotional match in seven minutes. Imagine that, how, how, how incredible that felt. When a Raw guy and a SmackDown guy came head-to-head. Instead, now we just have it happen randomly and no explanation of how things happen. But then it was actually billed as an interpromotional match that it can happen at WrestleMania when it felt special. Kane, later that night, defeats Chavo Guerrero for the ECW Championship in 11 seconds. 11. I, I do remember that. So Kane won the ECW Championship. In 11 seconds, again, it tells you where that championship stood. 
in WWE's eyes. I mean, it was just a, a bastardized ECW championship. It it didn't it meant nothing because it was it was a it was a it was a fake. It was a fake. All right. Then we have Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair in a career threatening match, which lasted twenty minutes and thirty four seconds. We'll get to that. Beth Phoenix and Molina with Santino Morello defeated Ashley and Maria and oh boy, get ready for this. A Playboy Bunny Mania Limber Jill match that lasted exactly five minutes. My God. Guys, this is the only representation the women had on the entire show. Was five minutes out of what, four hours? Um, five effing minutes. And the representation they did have was a sexualized Playboy Bunny Mania Limber Jill match. Just think about how far we've come in such a short time. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's really insane how far they've come. And really, it's, it's, it's thanks to the fans. I mean, without the fans, I don't think that the movement would have happened. Randy Orton defeats John Cena and Triple H in a triple threat for the WWE Championship in 14 minutes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Floyd Money Mayweather defeats Big Show in a no-DQ match in 11 minutes and 40 seconds, a match that really over-delivered in my mind, and one that could have been really, really bad. And ended up being as good as it could have possibly been. Uh, and I will say this. This does have vibes, a little bit of the vibes of Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Obviously a much different situation, much different opponents. But they brought in Mayweather at that time as a, a, a babyface. They tried to bring him in as a babyface. And Big Show was supposed to be the heel. Because May- Mayweather's the underdog. Look at the size difference. And they tried to bill it that way. And the fans had no- had nothing to do with Mayweather. They wanted, I mean, he is a heel among heels. If Mayweather ever wanted to really you know, be a heel manager, I think he'd be an amazing heel manager. Floyd Money Mayweather, Money Mayweather is an amazing heel 
Um, they just booked him incorrectly, and uh, most people were on the side of the big show. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. The Undertaker defeats Edge by submission in a singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship in 24 minutes and 7 seconds. So the Undertaker becomes world champion after defeating Edge at WrestleMania 24. That was the main event. All right, well, let's focus on Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels here. And what I'm going to do is my first piece of audio is going to be from the promo video package that plays right before the match. And I hope I'm not embarking on any infringement, copyright uh, infringements, I should say. But I think it's fair use here. We're we're critiquing. We are uh, certainly reviewing and and analyzing these pieces, which uh, is in line with the Fair Use Act. I just want to say that. So... Let's hear a little bit of it. I'm going to try not to be too long on these video clips. I don't think that's fair to you guys to hang out on just not seeing anything. But I do think I do think I want to give you a nice foundation of how this match came about. So this isn't everything. I didn't want to make this super. This was a long clip, but I'm going to give you a piece. So here we go. right there because this is quite a long long promo and uh, Shawn Michaels is hesitant at first to engage in this match he's hesitant um, but ultimately decides hey you know what this could be a hell of a moment for my career and as you just heard he likens Ric Flair to old Yeller taking him out behind the barn and uh, shooting him between the eyes (laughs) I mean it it gets pretty it gets pretty intense Um, and so again Michaels showing hesitancy, but ultimately agreeing to do this. And McMahon is the one who put the stipulation that the next match Ric Flair loses will be his very last. So uh, the stakes are high. We are at WrestleMania now, and um, it's time to get to that match. So let's hear 
a little bit of uh, the beginning of the match here as we hear the commentary from Jim Ross and uh, the caller commentator. So here we go. His quest to continue his story career. There it is. Vintage Flair. Vintage Nature Boy. Shawn Michaels with the first offensive advantage of the contest. Michaels will be the quicker of the two. Goes without saying. But Flair has a. Flair may have taught Shawn Michaels all Shawn Michaels knows, but he hasn't taught him all Rick Flair knows. Well, I think that Shawn Michaels actually was going to go ahead and do a uh, Rick Flair strut there for a second, but he thought better of it. And I think that's a good, wise decision. Shawn Michaels reversing the, the hammerlock. Nicely done, but quickly reversed by the Nates. Beautiful drop toll. Flair pulls over. And Michael's right back to the hammerlock. So we get a little bit of chain wrestling to start this match, which I think is something that is often overlooked in wrestling. Yes, we did get a little bit of that on Sunday with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Beautiful to see. It's it's really nice when you get some chain wrestling. I have to say that. That it's a nice change of pace to not just start out with Always punches and kicks and clotheslines and high-flying moves. You, I, I don't need to go from zero to 60 at the beginning of a match. You know, slowly press on the gas pedal. I don't understand why everything needs to go so quick, so hard, so fast. That's not telling a story. That's just called getting your, your stuff in and uh, perceived storytelling. I mean, that that's, to me, not exactly the best way to tell a story. However... Ric Flair and Sean start out small. They start out with chain wrestling, and it's exactly what it needed to be. The Nature was being the Nature. Uh, Sean was the de facto heel here. That made sense because I don't think people wanted to see Ric Flair be retired. At the same time, I think most people recognized it's probably time for Ric to call it a career in the ring. So, I mean, you do hear some boos for Sean there. But it wasn't overwhelming. It was just kind of, I would say, 60-40 in in terms of crowd support for Rick. uh, Maybe a little higher than that for Rick. Um, But I don't think anybody wanted to see Rick retire. At the same time, we kind of know it's a Band-Aid that we have to just pull off. So uh, this match obviously continues. And uh, let's get a little bit deeper into the match. We'll do a mid-match match uh, audio segment here, and then we'll we'll close out the match with, with the most infamous part of this entire, really maybe the entire WrestleMania was uh, that one moment, but we'll get to that. First is a little bit of mid-match, mid-match fun with uh, Rick and Sean and JR and the King on commentary, so here we go. Now we're talking dirtiest player in the game. 
Brandon, he suffered the vicious chaplain from nature. The intensity of the greatest of all time. Here we go, Darren. Let's give me a... Wait, 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 wait. Inside cradle. The inside cradle. Counter the intended figure four. Okay, so we'll we'll pause it right there because after this, I mean, we do get close to the end here. And, uh, boy, you hear the pop for the figure four, huh? Crazy. Crazy. Um, you know, I, I think that people did recognize this is the end. And uh, let, let's, all, let's all enjoy this moment. I know that you're – I mean, I was watching this. Uh, I was watching this actually from Panama City, Florida. I, I might have told you this quick story already. I'm from Panama, Florida, Florida on spring break. Um, our flight actually had gotten canceled with bad weather and, uh, we had to stay another night on spring break. And that, that's a true story. I, my work didn't believe it. They, they really did think we were just lying. I mean, there was bad weather or flight, our flight got canceled and we stayed another night in some, you know, crap hole hotel, uh, that barely had wifi. I might've even connected to ethernet. I'm not sure. Um, with a, I don't know how old my laptop was, but I was 23 years old and I was crushing beers. I mean, I, I, I was sitting, not that anyone cares about this quick story, but it's nostalgic to me. And that's what this show is about nostalgia. So again, you can think about where you were during this time, probably somewhere a little bit safer and smarter, I'm sure. Uh, but at 23 years old, I mean, my friends were out. Um, I was like, guys, I got to watch WrestleMania. So they were out drinking at a local bar down in Panama city, Florida. And I was in the hotel room and I was sitting there with the laptop and I was sitting there with a, you know, a 12 pack of my own and just kind of crushing beer after beer after beer. And I was sitting there and I'm like, why am I not feeling anything? Well, I hadn't stood up in a good hour and a half. And all of a sudden I stood up. You ever have that happen when you're drinking? And, and I stood up and I go, Oh no. Right. Like it's something about like, for whatever reason, Sometimes you don't feel it till you stand up. Well, that's when it all kind of hit me. And uh, I remember, I do remember watching this match. I was watching it very intently. Um, so I have flashes of that in that, this hotel room that was just a crap hole. Uh, and my friend comes in, they've been drinking, and he saw, he came in just in time for the Big Show and a Floyd Money Mayweather match. And he saw Big Show chokeslam one of Floyd uh, Mayweather's uh, guards or his entourage. He chokeslammed one of them. Well, my friend gets the idea to chokeslam me on the bed. Well, so he did that. And then from there on out, I was like a, a mess. I mean, I was fine, but it set me off because I had been drinking and it just, oh, I felt so sick after that. So there's my quick story that nobody cares about. But at the same time, you know, it makes you think about where you were. Where were you, you know, during this time? Where were you in WrestleMania 23 uh, or 24 back in 2008? You know, where were you? Were you possibly on spring break like myself? I mean, it is March, right? It was, it was the end of March, March 30th. 
So perhaps you were, perhaps you were home, perhaps you weren't even a wrestling fan, perhaps you weren't even born, who knows? Uh, but it was it, it was a hell of a time to be a fan, to see this match. And uh, well, I think, guys, it's now time to get to the, the sad conclusion of this match. So um, we're going to break this down in just a minute. And uh, let, let's just do it. Here we go. of things I'm noticing now I mean certainly I haven't seen this entire match in its in full probably since that 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 infamous spring break which I have many stories I can't share on this PG podcast maybe I'll do a separate one anybody interested in that I don't maybe nobody cares about my life Uh, (laughs) but I am watching this now and there's a lot of stuff I'm noticing now you know, obviously, that in a, in a drunken in drunken stupor at 23 years old, maybe you don't see. But Sean quickly leaves the ring, right? I mean, he hesitates. Good psychology there. Because it dawns on him of the magnitude of what he's about to do in ending Ric Flair's career. It dawns on him. The heaviness dawns on him about what he's going to do with a single kick. That's what you feel with watching Sean in that moment where he's about to tune up the band and he hesitates. And then Ric Flair gets up, puts his hands up like he's, you know, this is the, the his last stand and says, come on. And he's already half crying. And Sean Michaels infamously says, I'm sorry. I love you. You can't hear it. I know you guys are only on audio, which is why you don't hear anything, but watching it is it's, it's true. It's real. And Sean gives him sweet chin music immediately when Rick hits the mat. I didn't notice this. The second that Rick hits the mat, you see him crying in the ring. I mean, he, cause he knows that's it. He knows it's over. And uh, Sean covers him. The referee does one, two, three. And Sean, you know, immediately goes up to hug and kiss uh, a fallen Rick flair on the mat. I mean, words are exchanged um, it's a hell of a moment. I mean, yes, it breaks kayfabe, but you don't care as a fan. Even I, who have, 
who I'm constantly concerned about kayfabe being protected in a world that's already shattered it. I didn't care because that this supersedes the need to protect because his career's over and you know, it's over. And, uh, also I didn't pick up on Michaels quickly leaves the ring. And typically the victor stays in the ring while the, the opponent who was defeated exits the ring to give the victor time in the ring. The opposite happened here where Sean won the match and quickly exited the ring and up the ramp and didn't, didn't really do anything uh, as far as signaling or, or, or hand gestures, just, just matter of fact leaves the ring and walks up the ramp. And it's clearly out of a respect thing. Yes, you were victorious, but Ric Flair's career supersedes the victory. I mean, the, his body of work will never be duplicated. He is one of the best of all time. It, it, it absolutely was the right decision. Um, now, Sean would go on to have, I believe, <clears throat> a match with Batista in the, the, the following months as Batista says, you know, how can you be so selfish? I think even Jericho piles on. Uh, and so Sean moves on. I mean, Ric Flair obviously retired. The Monday Night Raw after was very tearful in his leaving uh, Monday Night or Monday Night Raw. WWE as a whole is an in-ring competitor. And uh, you actually see in the next clip I'm about to play, which doesn't have a whole lot to it other than uh, just kind of the crowd cheering for Rick. But it's a moment that, again, you got to see, but I'll give you the audio anyway. The interesting part of this audio or video anyway is not just Rick and, and, and the crowd giving him a standing ovation and thank you, Rick, and all that. But you see a young Charlotte Flair on the outside of the ring. I mean, you see Charlotte Flair and her brother. Uh, on the outside of the ring, crying, you know, getting, having a front row seat for Ric Flair's final match, their dad's final match. At the time, we didn't have a clue who Charlotte was. None. Zero idea. And Charlotte looks so, so young at this time. I mean, she's probably a teenager, you know, 19, 18, 19, maybe 20 years old in this in this uh, shot. It's just interesting to see her on the ringside and you're like, at the time, you didn't even think, but you like, mm, who's that? Okay, his family, cool. And now you look back and like, whoa, that's Charlotte Flair. So take a look at that. That was immediately following his loss and ending of his career. So here, okay, here comes the final clip, and then we'll close things out. So a very tearful, emotional goodbye, essentially, from in-ring competition by Ric Flair to the fans. And one that I know I won't forget, and I'd encourage you guys to watch this. I know audio is one thing you can imagine in your brain, right? Everyone's got their own image of what's going on. 
but I would really, really highly suggest, even if you haven't seen it or have seen it before and it's been a while, go watch this again. I mean, it brings you right back to it, and that's what nostalgia is all about. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this version of Wrestling Nostalgia. I'll be continuing with my WrestleMania theme next week. I don't have the exact topic yet, but I will. That, that'll be the theme through WrestleMania, and then we'll go through the WrestleMania hangover. And what I mean by that is we might continue with WrestleMania a little bit after WrestleMania, and, and only because I don't know if this happens to you guys, but after WrestleMania, I kind of feel like it's the day after Christmas, and you're kind of like, oh, well, okay, it's, it's over. Now what? And you feel a little depressed, don't you? You get a little bit of, oh, my God, wow, okay, it's over, and you almost feel like at a loss. You feel a little depressed in a way. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way after it's all over, all the year-long build. But uh, So maybe we'll continue with that to uh, you know give you a little bit of hair of the dog, so to speak. All right, well, thank you, everybody. Go ahead and give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, give us also a five-star rating review if you have time. And if you want to get an ad-free experience, you know where to go. Patreon, search for the WWE Podcast, and you can get all of our uh, episodes ad-free. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's all. As always, I'll talk to you next time.